Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the former Liverpool, Blackburn, Villa, Spurs keeper, yeah. Brad Friedel. Amazing. Signed Fasc- Spurs when he was 40, Paul. Yeah. We've Fascinating chat. Yeah, Fascinating brilliant. chat with him. Really interesting on Kane and uh, dual number one goalkeepers and a whole lot more as well. Um, we were also joined by Roman Kemp, the broadcaster and Arsenal fan. He's got a couple of new projects of interest. Yes. We chat about that. What a nice man. And we had a chat, of course. Yes, lovely. And we had the birthdays. We did. So that is quite a bumper uh, show for you. So here it all is. Are you okay, Paul? How are you feeling about it? I, well, I was trying just, to work. I was trying just, to think. Let's not bock the show. It is oh, five minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. I was trying We've to think what it's like. Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon Paul. boys and girls. <laughs> Say hello good to the boys and everyone. girls, Charlie. Good afternoon, boys and girls. Gap in the gox. <laughs> How am I feeling? Um, Ian Rush to Juventus is the only way one... Oh, I, I, on. I was trying That's to think... Bra- is that breaking news? <laughs> <laughs> Talk sport gold. We're hearing... <laughs> Sorry, news just coming in. Now, I, was trying to, I was trying to make it... I was trying to think, what is it like? Which one is it like? And for me, it's like when Ian Rush went to Juventus. That was gutting for Liverpool fans. Yeah. Absolutely gutting for them, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. Came back a year. Well, it's like any... Came back a year later. Look, at the moment, I've spent the last hour and a bit since this story broke. And I don't believe for a minute that this is the case. There are too many people in the know are putting reputations on the line by going with this. So I don't doubt for a minute that Tottenham have agreed a fee with Bayern Munich mm. that they're happy with. Um, the timing of it seems pretty ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, two days for the, three days for the start of Tottenham season. Yeah. Uh, considering how long they've been toing and froing, now we're hearing from a few decent sources that he's not altogether sure, um, right. having got this far. So, I don't know what to believe, Charlie. Until I hear anything from the club, which no. will probably be uh, sometime on Monday afternoon, because they are a bit of an information vacuum, as they've proved over the years. I don't know what to believe. I mean, um, why does it? Why would he stay, Paul? Why would he stay? Uh, because he he could potentially go wherever he likes next summer, um, and he can spend one more year and then have his pick of clubs. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, what, what, benefit, what, what benefit is that to Spurs? Well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, if you qualify for the uh, Champions League, so you're talking about yeah, seventy, okay, eighty million sure, pounds okay, yeah. there. I mean, okay, it's less than you'd get. Uh, if you were selling him now. Um, I mean, look, there's two schools of thought. There is take the money and rebuild. Our record of spending money wisely is not stunning, Mm -hmm. generally across the board. Um, You know, remember the bail money? That was a joy. Uh, At least Christian Eriksen came out of it. But, um, yeah, my my feeling at the moment is I don't know. I really don't know because, as I said, there's no real information. As I said, I'm sure they've, they've agreed a fee. Now it comes down to... The player, you would yeah. think it wouldn't have got this far unless there was pretty serious interest. But this time next year, the world is his oyster, isn't yeah. it? He can go and play with Kylian Mbappe at Real Madrid. And I suppose the acid test is Bayern Munich are pushing so hard now because they know unless they get him now, they won't get him next summer. When no. he can go anywhere, he won't go to Bayern Munich, is my guess. So that probably tells you something about whether this is completely the right move for him. It's right. Uh... The, the money aspect for me for Spurs is, is really interesting because Daniel Le- Levy to me doesn't strike me as a as a gambler, yeah. as someone who'll take who'll take the risk. And I would have thought it's such massive money for Spurs mm. for a year, basically what they're getting for a year. Yeah, 
The, the only, the, 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 why would he gamble? You know, Kane could play mon- Sunday, Monday, Monday, I don't know the play. Sunday. Um, Sunday yeah. and do his ACL and then he's worth nothing. Yeah, that's quite possible. I mean, it does seem odd that if there was an intention with the right price, with that extra five or six million they were holding out for to sell, that you would play him in the pre-season friendlies, you'd let him go out there in front of the crowd on Sunday and, mm. and score four goals. Yeah. Um, it does seem odd. You know, there's been situations in the past where a club set a player out because until their future's decided, they can't move on. Whether that was his choice or the club's choice, I don't know. But again, to leave it this late, to take it, not quite to the last day of the transfer window, but if you're talking about the club's most important player for two decades, um, yeah. and then you're going to sell him two days before the season starts... It, I, mean, I don't know, it feels like classic yeah. Tottenham as someone who's been watching this it's very hierarchy. Like, it's very like when thing. Jamie Reid went to Mansfield, Paul. It is. Well, I, I, I think a lot, of people, like a lot of people, a lot of people have been, have been saying, saying that, that today. <laughs> a lot of people know. have been saying that. So, Martin O'Neill last night, I watched the... Uh, oh, yes, uh, me and Andy were absolutely certain it was going to be Chelsea, Spurs, Spurs, Chelsea. But, of course, Chelsea got a nice... Uh, you know, with respect to AFC Wimbledon and Andy yeah. Brassel, our old mate, they got a nice plum draw against lovely for them, Wimbledon at yeah, home. great. Um, but Fulham away for Spurs, which is not easy. No. They've done us in the cup a few times over the years. Yeah. So, that won't be an easy match. But uh, Martin O'Neill was doing the draw uh, with Wes Morgan and uh, Chappers was in charge. And <laughs> Martin, as he picked the balls up, talked into the balls. <laughs> so he'd look at the ball and then he'd talk into the ball. He was holding a microphone and he'd say, number 22 into the ball, to which Chappers was saying, Martin, why are you talking to the balls? I like it. <laughs> it was, I like it. It was, it, was uh, it was funny. I mean, sometimes it's in life, clip. you think to yourself, what, what, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chatting into an inanimate object. The, you ever, um, have you ever seen the footage of the guy who's just caught a fish and he's taken a photo of his fish and then he throws his phone back in the river? Oh, really? Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, no. That's, just those little moments in oh, life where you no. think, why did I do that? I've, I've told you before, our mates in uh, Oz had a childminder and uh, looking after their kids, and uh, they came back uh, one day. She said, oh, I took them to McDonald's today. She said, I've got to be honest, I'll have to admit to this. Uh, I wasn't getting served. It was a drive through McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And uh, I put my order in and then sat there for 20 minutes and nothing happened. Then one of the staff came over and I said, excuse me, I've shouted my order uh, in and why has it been delivered? And the guy said, that's a Ronald McDonald dustbin. (laughs) (laughs) Been shouting into a dustbin. Lovely, very nice. Two Happy Meals, a Big Mac, <laughs> fries, fill it up. And she's doing all that, and it's no, a bin. It's a bin. It's a bin. So Lovely. why did I do that? We'll have some of those, yeah. if you like, off the back of good old Martin, who's going to be joining Jim a lot, I think, throughout the season. Early days in my relationship with Mrs Baker, I went to stay. Is it? Uh, no. Well, you've, no, got, no. you've got two kids. <laughs> in, the, in, the early, in the early days. OK, there was a big word well, missing. Uh, we went to stay at her dad's house on a bonfire weekend. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, on the well, you make a weekend of it, do you? Yeah, yeah. you know, on the Sunday You, you morning, don't just celebrate, you celebrate the, the hanging, the thing, drawing boy. and quartering exactly. of Guy Fawkes yeah. and the plotters. We do separate yeah, days. We do, you know? we have, yeah, we get the guy and we, sort of, we hang it partially, then we... We have a special Catherine Wheel Day, you know. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah, keep going. Turn around, on the Sunday morning, mm. you know, staying over anyway, so it was always, a, you know, in, in my mid-20s. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, woke up, mm. cup of coffee... Uh, she went through a door I and shut the door. I yeah. didn't realise she'd shut the door. I turned around, walked through a plate glass door. Oh, no. Really old glass. Walked through the plate glass wow. door. Uh, Looking for and, cheap and, laughs and you, even then, weren't you? <laughs> you go, what on earth are you doing? You know, what on earth are you doing? Her, do something her, visual. Her, her dad, who is now, you know, um, fully on board at the time, was not on board. Yeah. Let's just say that. We what spent... sort of idiot does that? <laughs> exactly. Thinks he's a clown, does he? Exactly. Walked through this plate glass, cut my knee open, and oh. ended up spending the day... Uh, bonfire night in A and E, which is is not where you want to be on on bonfire. Was night that there? People coming in with rockets hanging out their eye. And <laughs> was there a moment when you kind of limped down the stairs the following morning? And you overheard, and it all went quiet. And you could hear. Yes, I know he's an idiot, but I know I know he's I an idiot. Him, dad. dad, I love him. I love him, but I know I he's an him, idiot. Dad. dad, that's part of his appeal. <laughs> Nothing's changed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You never guess what uh, we've been chatting to Brad Friedel about <laughs> before before he Run joins us. Before he joins us on air, yeah, Brad Friedel, <laughs> former Spurs, Liverpool, Blackburn Villa keeper. Hi, Brad. Good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Well, we, look, we have to start with Harry Kane because you you spent four years playing with him at, at, at Tottenham and worked with him as a kind of young academy player as a keeper. Um, 
What have you made of this development today? It appears that the club have agreed a fee for him, and now it's kind of down to the player. There are other reports suggesting that that he's you know veering towards staying and maybe being a free agent next summer if if the club you know want him to do that. Yeah, I said this the the other night. I was doing the transfer show, and it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed at Tottenham. I actually thought it was leaning towards he would stay at Tottenham for the uh, for the year and and see it out. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he went as well. It was very. This is a, a uncharted territory for Daniel Levy to allow a player, um, especially the best player possibly in the history of the club, to have a year left on his contract mm-hmm. um, and at the age that he's at. It, it it's not normal that this happens to Daniel because he is one of the the very best in the business at making sure that all the contracts are are up to date, up to speed, and he protects the assets at all time. What Harry, um, he it still wouldn't surprise me if he stayed. It wouldn't surprise me if he turned it down. Wouldn't surprise me if he went. He's he's such a good pro, a good guy, great in the changing room, um, work ethic off the charts. You don't get great at anything if you turn up late for training and leave first thing. He, he's he's a consummate professional. Uh, leads leads a line for England. Um, can't say enough good things about him. Um, could Tottenham actually let him leave without getting a fee? You know, then you have to take the business side into it. Mm-hmm. Or did Daniel Levy and the board finally accept it? Accept the fee and say, well, now it's your choice. Yeah, and it's sort of like out of our hands and. You know, maybe the fans don't, you know, don't uh, have a backlash at the board as much if it happens. But all these things wouldn't be spoken about if he had multiple years in his contract. Because mm. if there was multiple years, then I know, I think you know, and you know, Charlie, what what would happen is Daniel Levy wouldn't even take the phone call. He would just be like, well, you're our player. And sure, we, we can yeah. discuss possibly a new deal. But I don't doubt for a minute they've been trying, right? They probably have been trying for about the last three years to get him to sign an extension or sign a new deal. But clearly... He wants to leave his his options open, and uh, you know that's the way the game goes, isn't it? Players do this a lot more these days. Yeah, and leaving the options open, I can I can understand, and I, I don't think the uh, the last six months of last season helped. It, it, that was turbulent. Like, sure. I mean, even yeah. you know I was at Tottenham four years, four different managers, but I have to tell you, it was never inside the the uh, training ground. It was never turbulent. It, it, we weren't. But last last season, I came I came over at the end of last season. I was at Anfield for the game. Um, up there, and uh, I had never known a time at Tottenham where you know you have your sporting director banned from football. Conte, you know, had just gone. Ryan Mason, who's also a really good a Tottenham guy and a really good football brains, taking the team. He's young. The the players that there were some that were obviously behind him, some that were you know sort of am I at the club? And I, it was a really surreal feeling mm. um, for me to to see that. And I think that may have had a little uh, part to play in this where. Um, Harry Kane might turn this deal down, but he also might just see. Okay, let's see how Postacoglu, you know, builds this builds this team. Um, but more importantly than that, because I've heard great things about Postacoglu, is how he deals with the board. And is there going to be that? I always say the most important position at Tottenham is that conduit between the board and between the manager. Mm. That's the most important mm-hmm. figure at Tottenham. Not at every club, just at, at Tottenham. Because the because uh, Daniel has his ways and the board have their ways and financially they are always going to be in a superb position and that's incredible and the fans should be happy about that. But then there's also some decisions that are made that will upset managers, you know. And we've had a, a host of some of the you know the uh, the, the world's best managers mm-hmm. at the club, and they come in and they leave. Mm. They come in and they leave. You know they're. You know, sooner or later, someone's got to got to stay. Yeah, it does feel like all this does strengthen Ange Postacoglu's position, whether he goes or whether he leaves. If he goes, I think his position is so strong because he's got so much to point at and go. Well, I've got the main striker, and it happened. We're going to chat to Postacoglu's biographer about this later yeah. on. And Danny Murphy said the same thing uh, earlier on to the guys that it kind of gives him an out to say, "Well, I lost Harry Kane three days before the season starts." I don't doubt for a minute Conte or Jose would have lent on that. I just sense from Postacoglu that's not the mark of the mm. man. I don't think he'll do that. I don't. I don't think he'll use that as an excuse if Harry Kane goes now. I think one thing Daniel um, Daniel Daniel Levy is not dishonest. He would when he was speaking with Postacoglu, 
he would have told him exactly what the situation is with Harry Kane. So Postacoglu would have known hmm. that he might be going, he might be staying. And if it was unknown, he would have told him it's an unknown. So Postacoglu, by all accounts from the people at Celtic that I know that work with him and and what I've what I've uh, heard from him here is he'll have, he'll have two plans. Sure, he, he's he's um, I think he's I think he knew he was going to have to have that. It's so difficult. It's a shame he has to have two though, Brad. Because really, should it be coming to this point? Should we be getting the three days before Tottenham's first Premier League game? And we don't know whether they're one of their biggest players of all time is still going to be there or not. Well, that's that's a that's a different talking point on the timing of everything. But I think when he came in, he knew that this is an unknown, that sure. Harry Kane may go. And um, I don't think for a second that Harry Kane met Postacoglu and then saw training and now all of a sudden wants to leave. I don't think that for a second. And actually, I think probably the reverse. Mm-hmm. I think after meeting him and seeing he's probably thinking, oh, wow, this might work. Some doubt, yeah. but, but like, so Paul Mitchell was so important when Mauricio Pochettino was at the club. Mm. Um, and he had, uh, you can you can tell, was it four years, five years, or something of that yeah. nature at the club, and he was really building something, mm. you know. And, and that that needs to happen. If if Postacoglu is that good, as good as people are telling me, then let him build, let sure. him stay, let him stay through the bad times, mm. let him stay there and build because it's not always going to be great. Totally agree. As a Tottenham fan, I completely and utterly agree. They brought in Scott Munn when he finally does arrive. Um, and he, that conduit you talk about, he knows him through the City group. So you'd like to think there is some understanding uh, of when he comes in uh, and can work with the board and work with the manager, because I agree that has, that has been an issue. Um, what about playing him in the, just finally playing him in the pre-season friendlies? I mean, he went out and scored four goals the other day. Um, are you surprised maybe they've done that on the basis that he could now be a Bayern Munich player by tomorrow? No, it's the mark of the man, Harry Kane. He... Um... So I was I was there during two transfer sagas, which was Luka Modric and Gareth Bale, and those were those went on two years. And there were times uh, there were times where it wasn't uh, smooth sailing, wasn't always rosy. I'm not going to obviously go into personal mm. things that went on, um, but with Harry Kane, and I'm not even in the changing room. I can I think I can tell you exactly what he's doing because he's just a good pro and a good guy, and he is a Tottenham. Tottenham man, I'll tell you what would surprise me. If he let his contract run down, what would really surprise me if then he went and signed with a Chelsea or a Man United, yeah. another Premier League club. That would that would surprise me. If mm. he ran his contract down, I would still think um, you know Bayern might be further down the list, but a Real Madrid, uh, like we were talking off air, something like that. Because I think he, he, uh, he understands, not I think, I know he understands what, Tottenham supporters are who mm. they are, what they are about, what they feel, what they've been through. They want to lift a trophy. They want to play exciting football uh, or see exciting football. Like he, he understands all that, you know. And so I, he's going to wake up. He's going to go into training. He's going to work hard. If they agree to fee, they agree to fee. Now he's got a decision to make. Do I agree personal terms or not? How unsettling is it then? You talked about Luka Modric and, and Gareth Bale. How unsettling is it in a dressing room when you've got key players that you know want out or involved in a, a bit of to and fro with the board and are waiting for deals to go through. Is it unsettling for the other players in the dressing room? Uh, not unsettling to the point we understand it. You know, if uh, at the time uh, with Lucas, he was on a certain wage and Chelsea were paying much higher wages. Yeah. We we know what's going on. For me, because I, I was 40 years old when I signed and I was still the number one in, in the play and I wanted to play with Luca. I wanted to play with Gareth Bale. These guys were... It, they these guys were so good mm. you know so mm. for me it wasn't unsettling i was more along the lines i'd come in every, you know every day is he letting you go is he letting you go and when he would say no and you know and i'd be like deep down inside i was like yes yeah. <laughs> you, you know he's saying because i wanted to pl- i wanted to play with him mm. um no it uh we had such a good we had such good squads back then mm. we had a we had a lot of players now replacing a bale or, or motor tough as, as we all know but um uh, the only unsettling is the wrong word. I mean, just on a selfish basis, like I wanted them to stay because I wanted to. I wanted to win. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Former Liverpool Spurs Villa and Blackburn keeper Brad Frieda with us in the studio, and uh, we're going to talk keepers now, Brad, because yeah, I remember um, Hugo Lloris coming in when you were at the club, and uh, it was Andre Villas-Boas. He didn't throw him straight in. You kept the shirt, 
And we effectively had two number ones. Mm. Um, and Arsenal are going to face the same situation with Ramsdow and, and Raya, who's coming in on, on loan initially. Um, so it's interesting. You were just telling us off air you're involved in a kind of data company around, specifically around goalkeepers. And um, mm-hmm. so in terms of numbers, who, who has the best numbers out of those two? Uh, Raya does. Um, so yeah, so it's goalkeeping.com and we have uh, actually an astrophysicist who's come in. So basically when you look at um, at the stats of a goalkeeper, it's clean sheets and save percentage. Well, if, mm. if you played like back back in the day when I played, it was Man United and Arsenal. You played for them, you're going to have more clean sheets. You're going to probably have a better save percentage. Yeah. You're dealing with shots from bad angles, distances, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So so we do it based on the speed of the shot, where the shot's coming from, defender, angles, uh, it th- it through balls, um, shot prevention, crosses. Like every action has a positive or a negative effect. And Raya, actually in the Premier League, he was he was fourth. Ramsdale, I think, was was seventh. Both both really good goalkeepers. You know, we're talking the elite of the elite. Yeah. Um, you know, that what stats don't take into account for is Ramsdale's used to playing in front of 60,000 at a bigger club with a lot more pressure. Can Raya deal with that? Um, but to answer your first question, do two number ones, can they exist at a club? No, they can't. No. One wants to play. Um, it, it, the guy that doesn't play, Matt Turner, he was just there, sat on the bench for a whole year, mm. um, should never really assign for Arsenal in the first place, my opinion, um, because he's good enough to play somewhere. Um, you know, and But he, he sat a whole season. You, you soon get frustrated. Um, the only time it works is if your other goalkeeper who could be a number one's really young and he's learning and he's coming up, or in my case, I was really old and I was on the way down. But you know, but getting back to Daniel Levy, being honest, Daniel Levy told me I'd come in and play one year. They're looking for another goalkeeper. I'll give you a two-year deal. I ended up going and doing some coaching, um, doing my coaching badges, coaching academy, still with the first team, but I ended up doing four years. But I knew what I, I was 42 years old sure. when, I was, when I was dropped. You know, I, I'd played my whole career. Mm. So then it can work. This doesn't. So let's say Raya comes in, he gets his chance, he plays well, and then he gets taken out. He's upset. Yeah. Let's say he goes in and he plays well, and then he keeps his position. Ramsdale's upset. And it's, a, it's too difficult of a position to, to keep um, team spirit and, and so cohesiveness and camaraderie. If you, if you, knew you were into that situation, which Raya will know he's walking into that situation, is he expecting to be the number one, do you think? Do you think he's going in to, to, to fight for that place and take that place from Ramsdale, who was one of their players of the season last year? I don't know. I don't know what's being said to them. What I'm, what I know is that Raya is a Premier League goalkeeper that is good enough to be a number one mm. at a host of clubs. And any goalkeeper that I've ever met that has the ability to be a number one when they are number two for one month, okay, two months, okay. When he gets past the third month, you're frustrated. You mm. want to play, and then you start you start contacting your agent looking for moves elsewhere and loan moves and things of that nature. And then if you're Mikel Arteta and let's say, let's say Rai is the number two and he comes in and when he's signing his, his paperwork, yep, I'm going to be a, a team player. And then the sixth, seventh month, he starts getting frustrated and he all of a sudden is not a team player. Well, then you have a, you have an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to, you go to um, Liverpool, they have a very good number one and two, but everyone knows who the number one is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to Man City, very good number one and two, and actually Zach Steffen the three, but everyone knows who the number one is. Again, yeah. You know, and, and if you were to ask Ortega, like, are you, you know, are you like really frustrated and upset? The answer is probably no, because he knows what the what the pecking order is. I wonder how you sell this to Aaron Ramsdale then. If you're Mikel yeah. Arteta, I wonder if you sit down and say, yeah, we're bringing David Raya in initially on loan, but with a view to buy. And, I, you know, I want you to contest the shirt. He's probably thinking, hang on, I nearly won you the title yeah. last year. Yeah. It, it, competition for places. And then you have it, to train together. You know, it's a big sort of camaraderie amongst the keepers, I'm assuming. Yeah, with the keeper, like with, uh, there was talk like Hugo and I like didn't get along. We, we got along. Mm. It wasn't like, I never signed him from uh, from Lyon. The club yeah. did. Mm-hmm. You know, when he came in, I'm not picking the team, and we we had a we had a fine relationship. There was there was that that was no uh, that was no issue. The only the only time I ever had a, an issue with um, uh, another goalkeeper and wasn't huge issues. You know, David James wasn't happy when I signed for for Liverpool, mm. um, but but we're we got past that um, pretty quickly. Mm. We're, we're friend we're friends now. Um, but uh, yeah, that side of it, it, it's just strange. 
you hit the nail on the head. Okay, Aaron, you you've been great for us. Now I'm going to bring in this other this other goalkeeper. Um, he's on. The only thing is, I guess the silver lining for Rams though, it's on loan, I believe. Yeah, um, loan with a view uh, to loan buy. with a view to buy. Yeah. So he's had, but he's only had a year left on his contract. So I believe he's had to extend. Mm. Extend with Brentford to then do a loan. Yeah, I think it's an accounting thing around FFP from Arsenal's point of something, view. Something yeah, of that nature. Money they've spent. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think they want to sign him. If they could sign him now, they would have signed him. Um, so it's it's a it's a, an accounting get around. I think they. It's not like suck it and see. We'll have a look at him and send him back. I don't think he'd accept that. And Brentford wouldn't accept that. Well, it's similar to Henderson and and Matt Turner. If the talk. If Nottingham Forest, if what they're saying is correct, and they're still going to go for Henderson, then you you have two number ones mm. again. Yeah, yeah. And I know you want, as a club, you want you want good goalkeepers. You need a good goalkeeper, especially in the Premier League. But when you have two out and out number ones, it it yeah. it does. It's like when uh, Peter Schmeichel was at Man United, if they went in and bought David Seaman. Yeah, sure. Um, we should we talk about talking. Well, we stick with goalkeepers and Liverpool. I mean, who's who's the best in your eyes in the Premier League? Well, you've got the numbers to back it up. It's not I, just. I, I, it's I, I, not an opinion. Is, I, I guess we're talking Edison and Emerson, are we? Or, or Edison and no, be, believe it or not, stats wise, uh, Edison was uh, ninth, ninth or tenth. Right. Um, his shot stopping uh, decreased last season, but his distribution is so good. Mm. And, and so stats are what they are. There's other. There's other variables to signing a player and what fits in a team. Of course, it's yeah. not you can't just sign a player based on stats. You know, so Pep Guardiola probably knows we're going to have uh, the fewest amount of shots. We're going to have the mm. ball the most. What I really need is this. And Ederson is a good shot stopping. He's a good goalkeeper. Just last year, his shot stopping um, decreased a little bit. Mm. But the two, the two, the two winners far and away on the on the stats. That were always positive in all five categories were Allison number one yeah. and Martinez number two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were they were exceptional. And then number three and number four on the stats were Leno and Raya. Right. Yeah. So as shot stopping. So it, this a lot of people think that goalkeeping. You know, they only look at playing out of the back. Well, it's fine when you're at a club that has the ball all the time. But the main importance of goalkeeping is still, I dare to say it, keeping the ball out of the back yeah. of the net. Mm-hmm. And so, like two thir- two thirds of the uh, of in our algorithms, you know, two thirds of the basis points for it are preventing shots and saving shots. And and if you come out for a cross and drop it, well, you're not preventing another shot. If you come out and collect it, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's a. Um, it's a very important aspect of goalkeeping is stopping the ball going in the back of going in the back of the net as opposed to uh, playing out from the back. So, um, you know, the uh, when you get to the number one to the number twenty, we're also talking about the elite. And like distribution only has a difference of like of a really small amount on the yeah. stats, where shot stopping is big. I suppose mm-hmm. if you're Leno safe, is excellent. If, if you're stopping more Another shots... Another ex-Arsenal keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're stopping more shots because you're not behind as good a defence or midfield, then are you... Uh, I don't know how the stats work then. No, but this is what the stats are for. They yeah. are for the shot. So if, if you were um, playing with a team where you had one shot and it was from 30 yards out, they would just say you made a save and you're 100% save ratio. Mm. But almost every goalkeeper from the Premier League down to conference would have saved it. So uh, what we do is yeah. take every action on its own merit. Okay, mm. Interesting. We had some reaction to what we've been talking about, Brad. Um, one of the listeners says, Liverpool tried it with Carrius and Mignolet. Both suffered and it was a complete mess. Both lost confidence and seemed on edge constantly, which can be an issue. Both players fighting for the shirt all the time. It can affect both of their form, can't it, I guess? Well, you're always looking. At every player, outfield and goalkeeper, is going to make a mistake. Hmm. You know, in the goalkeeping position, when you mistake, when you make it, a lot of times it leads to a goal. So then it's talked about. The goalkeeping is such a mental position. It, you know, you have to have the mental strength. If you think that if you're going to go out and you make one mistake or two mistakes and you're going to be dropped, how are you ever going to relax and mm. become the best that you can be? Mm. You know, some some people can do it. You know, we talk about this. That somebody might be that mentally strong, of course, but it's it's not normal for for a human being to always be able to perform under that kind of pressure mm. the pressure is enough playing against your opponent you know dealing dealing with uh, conditions dealing with travel dealing with multiple games all that let alone if you think you're going to make a mistake you're not going to play again 
Just before we let you go, we spoke to Brad about Harry Kane who we played with at Spurs in the, just before the, the news. I mean, it's a difficult one. I'll put you on the spot and I know we don't know all the background to it, but your gut feeling, will he be a Tottenham player next season or do you think he'll be playing for Bayern? I, I'm I'm so fifty fifty. I you know I, I was six, <laughs> I, I was are, I, yeah, I was sixty forty that he was going to stay at Tottenham. I, I guess the only way and I'm sorry I'm like sitting on the fence a little bit. I don't mean no. to. I I I'm just not going to be surprised if I wake up tomorrow and he signed for Bayern or he's staying at Tottenham. I I won't be surprised either way. No. Well, it's been lovely to see you, Brad. Hopefully, we'll hear you more on Thanks, on Talksport, yeah, and you because you're you're, you're going to be popping over a bit and doing some work over yeah, here. Yeah, hope hope to pop over more and more now. It's yeah. great. Well, and it's goal, goalkeepers.com, is it? Goal, if you want to people yeah, see those goal, stats? Yeah, yeah, goalkeeper.com, goalkeeper XG. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, more and more uh, information will be out on the website. And it's uh, yeah, it's, a, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, people far smarter than me are doing the algorithms. <laughs> so don't <laughs> worry. So don't. So do, yeah, an astrophysicist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so don't. So don't. Uh, don't exactly worry. It's not me eyes. doing the algorithm. What's he like in goal? Have you ever fired any shots? Uh, yesterday. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were astrophysicist. Up, we're, no, we're up, we're up at Villa. He's, he's an actual. He's a goalkeeper. Oh, okay. And, and we were outside. And I was doing. Uh, I was doing a little training session with them with the with the whole group. And he he got in goal. And he actually made a couple of mistakes based on his algorithm that he shouldn't have done. And I was able to stop <laughs> it him. and point it out to him. <laughs> Look, come on, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Last night in the uh, League Cup draw, um, Martin O'Neill was doing the draw, Wes Morgan and, um, and Chappers. And Martin, as he drew the balls... Gave the number into the balls like the ball was the microphone. <laughs> Look, you know, he was in the moment. He had a microphone in one hand. He had the balls, and he yeah. just number twenty three and said it to the ball. <laughs> Talk to the ball because the mic ain't listening. Um, it was very funny. Um, so um, we were just wondering. Sometimes you think yourself, why did I do that? Yes. It's the, the, Tom in Brighton, spot on. Okay, uh, going back a bit now, but I'm sure uh, loads did this, and he remembers more on one occasion calling the teacher mum. Oh, we've all it done was that. Always, oh, imagine the no. grief you got. I remember oh. when you did it and all the kids went ah! the worst they all pointed and oh, laughed yeah. mum oh, no. mum it was always bad <laughs> there was a beautiful clip that we played in the past of uh, Alvin Martin Adrian Durham and uh, you know Adrian was winding uh, Alvin up oh, yeah. and Alvin uh, called Adrian by his wife's name like they were having a domestic at home <laughs> oh that's lovely <laughs> that's lovely stuff Paul the Palace fan's been in touch yeah. why did I do that ten years ago I thought it was a great idea to break wind oh. my, at my brother's wedding and blame it on my 90 year old grandmother yeah, it's no need for my that. brother and my sister did the norm and watched the wedding video back only to see myself moving to one side and breaking wind oh wow you did the full ceremonial <laughs> then. and then what are you on that for yeah there we are, yeah. I do that with my daughter all the time. A very she, argumentative she gets... phone call took place, of which I denied it. Well, you can't deny it. You supplied it. And then they showed in the video like it was in the grassy exactly. knoll. You said you said the rhyme, so you did the crime. Yeah. You were there. Just... Why did I do that? says Paul the Palace. Fancy blaming your old nan. That's so Poor bad. Old, Poor old nan, Paul shame. the Palace. Paul, shame on you, mate. Just looking at some pictures. of Every time I see a picture of Ange Postacoglu, mm. 
Blackpool on on, on the on the screen. Or yeah, whatever. he always looks like if you turned up at his house and you were dating his daughter. Yeah, and he he always looks like he's at the door looking at you. Yeah, that's what he lo- <laughs> looks like. What do you want, mate? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, that's what he looks like in every single picture. Looks yeah. like grumpy and like you know. Yeah. Do you drive? You're going in, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Going to look after her. She's upstairs. Leave the door open. <laughs> and then you're sitting there saying, "What's wrong?" Your daddy really doesn't like me. He doesn't, he doesn't, like, me he doesn't, he doesn't like me. No, he does. He does. He says, well, he doesn't show it. I've not, yeah, take no notice of him anyway. Whereas Arteta, you'd think, you, I can't, Arteta would invite you a day. You want a drink? Can't yeah. You no, he'd have drink, another, you know, he'd have another like boyfriend there. lined up oh, for him. He'd oh, sit oh, you down and say, I've got another boyfriend, <laughs> Spanish lad, that uh, On I bench. think would be, so you can, yeah, you two can fight it out for her affections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she yeah. likes you both. Look, she likes you. She likes you both. There's no competition here. That's right. Yeah, but I'm sure that's the way, if, yeah. The dad or the boy of the boyfriend or the girlfriend? How would the different football managers uh, yeah, react to that? I wonder. Uh, our, my wife called our local priest. It was called Father. This is anonymous yeah. on the text. Uh, my wife called our local priest, who is called Father Nicholas, Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a busy time of year for Father Nicholas, that isn't it? Yeah, that's lovely. That is a he beauty. He was not happy. There we are. Very nice. They're talking about doing a bit of golf tourism in North Korea. Have you seen this? Oh, right, no. North Korea. Yeah, I mean, normally you'd, you wouldn't expect that, but they've got a course in Pyongyang, and they're talking about starting a new tournament aimed at overseas golfers. All I would say is don't break the course record. Well, exactly. You're not going to break the course record, are you? Yeah, I don't think Kim Jong-un will be massively impressed. <laughs> but, I mean, he did go round. I mean, his handicap is like... Uh, well, he hasn't got a handicap. He no, just no, he doesn't, just 18, he doesn't drop he? any shots. No. <laughs> uh, him and Donald Trump, the only players... In, what if they had a game? The oh, pair of them had a game of golf. That. Imagine what that would be like. And just, and sure, just constantly dropping the ball, the Mulligan Kings. It'd be kicking, fantastic, kicking wouldn't it? Kicking the ball along. Yeah. Kicking it out there. Right at the bottom of the, the trousers. That's right. Well, this is a, two course records in one. It'd have to be an honourable draw, wouldn't it, for the sake of humanity? But uh, yeah, yeah, we do nice. a, a wonderful book uh, by Rick Ryder oh, called yeah, Commander in yeah. Cheat about uh, Donald Trump as a golfer. There's two. It's been there's a whole book about presidents of the United States and their interest in golf and playing golf. Yeah, and uh, Bill Clinton had a bit of that about him apparently. So it was a great uh, golf cheat. Yeah, well, it won off the tee. If he not just sh- a golf cheat, Paul. If he shanked it, he, he, he'd, just, he'd go you know, again. You know, he did well, another well, ball and forget, conveniently forget that shot, apparently. Uh, they're, they're allowed, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I suppose. They're allowed. Right. Commander, it takes up a lot of time. Commander in cheats. Golf, do, you think, do you think men play sports that get them out of the house a long time, Paul? On purpose? So they don't have to look after the kids on a weekend. Do you think that's what it is a lot well, of the time? Well, you go Crick, f- cricket takes all day, fishing takes all day. Quite a lot of the things Cycling. that you do, <laughs> I think your missus has just... No, sus- I negotiate, I negotiate. You know, right, I okay. Ne- I negotiate, I offer stuff up. That's right, okay. To the gods <laughs> of, of, of can I play cricket on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it. That's it. Give and take. The, the recipe for a good marriage. Exactly. Ideally not walking through a plate glass, glass window at, <laughs> at the parents' house. Why yeah. did I do that, Martin... Yeah. Uh, talking into the balls last night for the draw. Uh, do let us know about some of those, any little embarrassing moments. Maybe you've had a hot flush thinking of those moments. Oof. Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. Scott, the Spurs fan from Hertfordshire, has a long-standing season to get older. Been going for 47 years. Whilst it's a usual enic football incompetence, Oof. Keenan Berbatov leaving last minute. The worst I've felt was when Hoddle left for Monaco okay, in 87. Yeah. Still not quite got over that. We, we had a kind of lead in, though, didn't we? Kind of knew it was going to happen, and he had his goodbye at the cup final. Mm. It felt different. It, it sort of felt different. But I mean, if Harry Kane was, you to, felt he was going to leave. I mean, if Harry Kane was to do one more season with Spurs and then go off and play with Kylian Mbappe at Real Madrid next year, I don't, you know, on a free, no one would be grudging that. He'd have his moment in the last yeah. game. Um, what if he doesn't score a goal, Paul? Well, all season, he goes for a gold, the Harry Kane (laughs) gold. The only thing I would say is that it will become next season, if he, we don't know, I mean, you've been hearing the reports on the station today that they've agreed uh, a fee. There are other schools of thought, other people, uh, other connections, as they say, who are suggesting that he has been thinking very hard in the last week about potentially staying. So nobody knows anything really at the moment. We await the white smoke from Spurs, which is often quite slow in coming. But um, it will be a distraction because every press conference will be, you've just lost 2-1 to 
to Manchester United. Is that the kind of performance that will get Harry Kane to sign yeah, a contract? Yeah, yeah. You can see Ange pressure, pressure, putting pressure. on that boyfriend at the front door face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be calling a lot of people mate, I think, journalists. <laughs> Listen, mate. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. I mean, it's going to be a distraction. That's the only thing. He won't want that. Because as we just discussed, his management style is we're all in this together. Yeah. Well, look, uh, we shall see. I mean, you'd certainly want his goals. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. Now on the news of Harry Kane, they'll be dancing in the streets of Islington, no doubt. Oh, yeah, they'll love that now, won't they? That's it. And I'm sure a bit more of a spring in his step than usual is our <laughs> next guest, broadcaster and gooner, Roman Kemp. Hey, Roman. Hey, Roman. Hey, how are you? Yes, I'm very happy, to be fair. Like, I- I've never wanted uh, a Borussia Dortmund title more than I thought I, 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 I can't wait I'm going to be watching the DFB poke out I'm ready for it um, yeah. yeah but no I, to be fair like do you know what I mean I, I, I say I love it I'm just so confused I, I can't believe Spurs have done the deal now when yeah. we're a week away from the, the season starting you knew he was going to go like I mean it's classic it's classic isn't it? it's very Spursy yeah I mean you have been there before you were there with Thierry Henry it's look it's it's always difficult saying goodbye to these kind of legends these heroes of the club but you know you get on with it you find a way don't you hey I mean listen I was there I was there when we lost Van Persie to Man United and then I was also there the moment he scored against us at Old Trafford so they should just be grateful that he's not in the Prem yeah, yeah, no, that is true. I mean, that that was one. Yeah. That is a bit of solace for us Tottenham fans. That um, yeah. that you know, he's, if he is going to go, he's going to be playing in the, yeah. in the Bundesliga. Well, so yeah, I think I think you know, a lot of people will be shocked by by the fee, but I think he's the type of player. I think he's he's a smart. Harry's a smart player in that he's not someone that his his game doesn't rely necessarily on his pace. He can still you know, I still think he's got five great years in him. Um, as a as a top pro, you know, so he, in that time, he's got every potential to go there and win the Champions League, you know, have some have some amazing moments. So so all power to him. You have a new show, yeah. Roman, don't you? With a with a football theme, Boot Dreams. Uh, tell us more yeah. about it. Uh, it's really fantastic. It's to be honest, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. It's being able to merge um, two things that I'm very passionate about. One of which, obviously, being football. Uh, but the other thing is is mental health as a you know a, a mental health advocate it's something that within the world of football is slowly getting there i'd say you know we, we, there's there's more campaigns and you know you every now and again you'll see like a sticker on a player's shirt that says you know remember to 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 ask how everyone is but yeah. what we did with boot dreams was we took a lot of players that have come out of the game or have been rejected from the game you know these are uh young ranging from the ages of of 18 to all the way up to 26 now these lads have been rejected from premier league clubs in some instances um or international players that uh, have had extreme circumstances some of them have been you know frauded by agents Mm. and missed out on key playing time uh have had horrendous injuries that have meant that they've taken too long out that clubs uh have uh, cancelled their contracts um but also uh, players that that have grown up in a certain way that meant that they don't fit in with the football world they yeah. they they can't get on with their coaches and they they lose their contracts due to reasons that aren't footballing so we took these players and and we put them in an academy and we 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 were able to to have them play games against um you know the the right level of team that they were playing against it was you know Salford to play against them uh, Macclesfield play against them and it's in front of scouts and it's trying to see can these boys have that last chance to get back into professional football in some aspect and it, it is phenomenal you know it's 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 a lot of fly on the wall style so you'll see inside the players digs you know where mm-hmm. they live how they live together you also get something that i've never seen before done on on television is you get to see the actual therapy sessions that these lads are having mm. you know these lads have been so open with with their own mental health that you get to really see you know behind the players you know we we see a player in there who's who's dealt with a, a young lad called alex who used to be a starter for bolton at one point um and and alex is is someone that had issues with with the home office due to his his background and and that took him out of football completely after he was arrested mm. and, and then acquitted for for you know not doing any wrong but it took him out of the game and so you see you know mentally what that's done to him as a professional and it's fascinating 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're looked at, they're so looked after physically, aren't they? You know, everything's about the physicality. But when you meet footballers, that they they never talk about whether the clubs look after them men- mentally or not. So that is a really interesting angle. Yeah, I think I think it's it's something that needs to happen more. Um, and it's not just about. And this is something that I've I've tried to talk if I've you know come into contact with any clubs. It's something that I'd really like to know more about. And certainly from the Premier League side what are the Premier League doing to safeguard players once they come out of the game? You know, I understand that inside the game, there are, you know, the, the, each team has a team psych, et cetera. But, but what is there for these young lads, you know, some of which are the age of 17, 16, mm-hmm. that, you know, you see at the end of the season, you just see, oh, this player got released. Here's the list of releases yeah. that we're making. You know, you get that end of season notification. What are you doing to help those kids? Because you've taken them away from school. You've taken them out of their their lives. You know, their life has been told you will be this. And now they're faced with, what am I doing? Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I... I... (laughs) It's it's been a problem because you know even kids as eight nine years old are being told they're not good enough you know they're just yeah. being released in, in rugby they give them they normally give them five year contracts mm. from from the, from a young age from sort of thirteen fourteen they're on five year contracts so they know they're at the club so it's not for this long cut enough. every Whereas year in football it's just constant. Well, it can be I mean, one or two years I yeah, mean I think hard but, hardcore and so hardcore. did you have a kick around yourself Roman I mean yeah. I know you turn <laughs> out you turn out did you say give me a chance Cook give me a boots. second chance I, can't, I know that's, I can still that's do it. it. That's it. I, I always, I always say, I was like, you know, at the beginning of the show, I, I, I said, I, I had a line in there that said, you know, I had dreams of being a player, and then everyone since I've said that was like, was like, oh, did you play a bit? I was like, listen, uh, at the age of nine, my dad very quickly told me, look, you're good, but you ain't, you ain't anywhere near <laughs> academy. And I even him saying I was good is a stretch. Um, but no, me for me, like I, I, I had a bit of a kick about with the lads, but the most I get is I've got my, uh, I've got my weekly. Seven aside team, Netflix and skill, just won the oh, league. Nice. That, that's that's it. You know, we 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 a kick about with my mates is good enough for yeah, me. Nice. That's that's my that's my Emirates Stadium. What sort of player are you? Are you a bit more uh, <laughs> Odegaard than uh, than you are Jacka, or what sort of player? No, are No, I think uh, to be honest, I'm 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 the only left back in the world that doesn't own a left foot. Um, <laughs> so Constantly I would have fitted in. Yeah, I would have fitted into these new inverted roles that they're doing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I love it. For me, it's, you know, uh, and I'm sure a lot of guys can testament to this. Uh, yeah. You know, football for me and being able to to go and play it is is a, such an important time of my week because it allows us to to be able to to exercise, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our, our minds. And, you know, I, I heard some one of the lads actually said it in the show the other day that when you're playing football, you could you could be asked whether or not you're a human being and you wouldn't know. You're so fixated mm-hmm. on on what is going on. So for me it's just a brilliant release, obviously. So when can we see uh the, the new show? When when's it when So the new dreams? show the new show uh starts in a couple of weeks. So 20th of August uh Boot Dream starts. Um, and then I've got another new show that yeah. comes out on the 21st of August Ooh, yeah, um, uh, on BBC as well. And and that is, that's a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's on BBC one. You can check that out. It's a, it's a quiz show. Um, and it's, it's the finish time. line, the finish line. Yeah. yeah I've been trying yeah, to work so out the format from the title. That's always good. And can they cross the finish line? The finish yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, it. It. it means yeah. nothing until they've crossed the finish the line. The finish line. Yeah, that's, that's it, it. exactly yeah. and, and do you know what it's it's it is it is wicked the building itself is like you know the set we've got moving podiums and 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 our contestants each time that they uh you know get the answer correct they're constantly moving and it will keep moving until uh. one of them gets it wrong it stops it's like you remember like when you're at the fairground as a kid and you see those like horse racing games you've got yeah. to shoot the stuff like that it, it feels like that and yeah. and it is so much fun and and i'm doing it alongside um sarah green Oh, uh, fantastic. You know, TV royalty. Uh, Kids TV exactly. royalty. Yeah. Exactly. TV royalty. Although uh, she she absolutely will kill me. I'm about to see her in a second. She'll kill me. But the first time I met Sarah, I thought she was just a big wig exec from, from the BBC. <laughs> right. I wasn't. I, I knew she was doing it, but I, I couldn't put. I'd never seen her on telly as a kid. So obviously I, I didn't know who she was when I first walked in the room. And so I spent so long, you know, trying to, you know, suck up and flirt to this, this, this wonderful lady, <laughs> not knowing that actually that's my co-host. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, when you talk, I remember talking to a, a TV a kids TV presenter will remain nameless and having a drink with somebody, and uh, the war stories. Honestly, it was like they were like Led Zeppelin on tour every night. Even, <laughs> oh man! Like e- even your old man will be saying, oh, even we didn't get up to that when we were on tour. I mean, the kids telly presenters. 
Well, that's it. I mean, Sarah doesn't know all the stories that, that my mum and dad tell me about her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but but she is she she is fantastic, and and you know what? She, we, the relationship that we've got is has been so great. And I, the first time I did it because this was like my first quiz show, I said the first the first day of filming, I was so rubbish, I was so bad, and so it was nice to have someone there. You know, she was like, I I, I kind of had that. Um, uh, Arsene Wenger type manager style of oh, just you nice. know put an arm around me no don't worry sweetie it'll be brilliant the next day yeah. <laughs> director, it, director just, of football Sarah just, uh, Green yeah nice tell you how, how, <laughs> how fantastic the Wham documentary was oh, which of course your mum yeah. for you what a, what a superb yeah. documentary it's mm. fascinating wasn't it yeah man I, do you know what again like it's one of those things of uh, I, I, I listen I live my life you know people saying to me you know there's there's two things that people say to me whenever they meet me uh one is um one is you're taller than i expected <laughs> and the other one is where's your dad uh, <laughs> and and so it's really nice that you know to tell my dad that you're out the limelight for a minute son mm. i don't care if you're in the arsenal wake it advert you're out right <laughs> mum's coming forward in the wham documentary and uh it's been wicked man it's really 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 great Good stuff. Well, look, good to talk to you, Roman. Best of luck with the uh, good luck, Roman. the new shows. And uh, so yeah, much. I'd say enjoy the season, but as a Tottenham fan, I wouldn't mean it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, good luck trying to replace him. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. Take care. There's uh, Roman Kemp there, broadcaster. Yeah, well, nice, and Arsenal nice fan, his new show. That sounds really interesting, yeah, doesn't it? The good. old sort of second chance for uh, for the players and his, uh, his daytime quiz as well. Yeah, yeah, the finish line. You're trying to get the voiceover. Can I'm sure they've got somebody in. The finish line. Yeah. I'm just having a go at it, Paul. Peter from Arbroath is four yards from the finishing line, but can he answer this question on quantum physics to win £400? Will he cross the finish the line? The finish line. Yeah, Charlie, you're in. You said, that's great. Just that little pause, that, the little lift, and yeah, that's, that's can it. Can we have one we more? Can we have He's a clean? Can we have a clean one, Charlie? <laughs> the finish line. No, well, that's it. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't You're it? in, Very Charlie. Good. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A birthday spread. Uh, Charlie's on a, a a great run. He's on a charge. He says he's going to bring Basball to the table today. Going to be quite scorched earth in his approach. Yeah. We shall see. He's been quite tactical and canny, and it's it's one in four in a row. Uh, Annie Jacobs has got ten birthdays from the week, ten gags. We've got to try and guess the ages of these people. It's pretty straightforward. And the one who guesses in the least amount of... Uh, in, with, a le- with the smallest margin of error is, is the winner. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, boys. And I was thinking, listening to all that chat, is there anybody oh, yeah. apart from Fabrizio Romano who can't wait for this transfer window to close? <laughs> so sick of it. I've got Texter's thumb. I've worn it out. I know. You've been getting... Yeah, you've been getting How's right your knee? I heard you banged your knee, Andy. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's Have you got a big nan's bruise? No, it's not. It's Who's the he bone. I don't think you get a, the bones bruise, so you don't get a bruise. Oh, it's actually gone down to the bone. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's really oh, painful. That's milk it, Charlie. It does milk it. <laughs> he really milks it. That's really why really I bought it up. Really milks it. <laughs> anyway, somebody needs to keep score in this sorry mess, and it falls on Jeff Peters. Oh, he's in the nerve uh, yeah, centre. Yeah, back in the nerve oh, centre. Yeah. Can I just say, the first 15 minutes of yesterday's show was absolutely <laughs> epic. It yeah. was so funny. The way Andy told the story about how he got into the uh, into knee. the into the news building yeah. and, and hurting his knee and just one great line that he came out with when he said, I'm not one to usually overreact. I nearly crashed my car <laughs> at that point. Anyway, 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 Charlie's won four in a row. Yeah. Uh, and in this mm. year, mm. leads uh, Paul a 14-10. Wow. Just got to get that phone. Impressive. But overall, yeah. it's Paul 48, Charlie 31. But Paul's in decent nick-ish. He beat Max last week, but oh, yeah. it was only Max. That's just knocking it. It was like, it's like <laughs> playing that some Malaysian third division team. So, he, thought, he thought Harriet Dart was 78. Yeah, mate. That's what I was up against, Charlie. It was a joke. The tennis joke. player, Harriet Dart. I, yeah. I put out a Paul Hawksby 11. I didn't even go out as Paul Hawksby. I had a lot of the kids. Four <laughs> trialists. Didn't even bother. Phys- anyway. Physio got a game. Yeah, physio came on. Competition winner. Uh, Here's uh, Pele and Sergio Mendes. So, okay. first birthday, Andy, for Charlie. It's uh, the former footballer, Robin Van Persie. Oh, Robin Van Persie, yeah. I, I, was disco- I was surprised, actually, to discover Robin was a massive pottery fan. Oh, he wasn't yeah. sure <laughs> where it was made. Yeah. <laughs> I gave yeah. him a lift to Stoke and showed him where they produced fine china. I mm. pointed Van Persie at the porcelain. Of course he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was coming, didn't Pretty you? Pretty much what I'd I written knew it was for the coming. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that lovely? That was really so, lovely. 45. Um... 41. 
40. Oh, OK. Oh, bad Fair start. What a bad start. Robin, yeah. if you're listening. Uh, Paul yeah, 1, Charlie 5. Oh, dear, that was bad. OK, okay the famous... You're going to be Baz Ball, Charlie. Yeah, so that's quite volatile. Yeah, Bang. he did go for it. Yeah, next, next up. OK, it's the famous mountaineer, Sir Chris Bonington. Oh, oh Sir yeah, Chris Bonington. been into CS, legend. Yeah. Mm. And to celebrate his climbing of Everest, uh, we brought out a slushy-style drink dedicated to one of the greats of Himalayan mountaineering. After a hard day's climbing, there's nothing, be- nothing better than a cool, refreshing schlurper tensing. Oh, climbing. <laughs> He's the only guest we've ever had who didn't use the lift or the stairs, but climbed up the outside <laughs> of the building. <laughs> I had to use the stairs the other day. The, the, I had to walk down. 17 floors. Why is that? Just the lifts were out there. I had to go all the way down 17 Could have been worse. Could have been yeah, up. Could have been up. Could have been up. Could have been a tiny violin out. Um, <laughs> Chris Bonnington's got to be 84. Mm. 87. 89. Oh, okay. Clawed okay. a couple yeah, back. What's yeah, that under nice. the scores, Jeff? Clawed a couple back. Who's he? All six, Charlie, seven. <laughs> all six. Okay. <laughs> Clawed a couple back. <laughs> Signing for Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Kev's gone and had a look at Claude a couple back. <laughs> Terrific player. We're going to go down and have a look at him. Not sure he's quite Premier League. Anyway, uh, it's Harry that was, by the way. Um, so what's next? Next birthday, Andy. It's the famous athlete, Olympic athlete, Mary Decker Slaney. Oh, yes. And uh, I interviewed her, actually, just after Zola Budd had tripped her up. Yeah. She was so angry with the young British runner, Mary wanted a Decker. Well, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we did actually interview, remember? They both we came did, in, yeah. Zola Bud and oh, Mary did, Decker. Yeah. They're mates now. No, okay. no hard feet. She did trip her up as they were going down the stairs. It was a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant doctor. <laughs> she <laughs> trod on her heel. <laughs> Took her shoes off. Yeah, trod on her heel. She left the studio a bit much. Yeah. Uh, 60. Um, 63. 65. Oh, this is very close. It's nip and tuck, this. Yeah, what's, what's that done to scores, Jeff? Paul, 8, Charlie, 12. I'm, I'm guessing you interviewed them when they were in that documentary together. It was very, very oh, good. It was very good. Oh, yeah, they it came was, over. That's it was right, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I was expecting a topper then, isn't it? Wasn't yeah, but no, it was just no, 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 the, the TV review. The for the next one, <laughs> for the next one, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay, next birthday, Andy. I'll lead us off. Okay. Uh, you won't need a topper for this one, I promise you. It's the co-founder of Wikipedia, Jimmy Wales. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Wales. And before he started Wikipedia, Jimmy used to work at our local branch of Snappy Snaps. Mm-hmm. I always used to take my analog roles of film to develop because I really loved his work I was really devoted to the Prince of Wales oh was that oh. your topper Jeff well I was going to say you know he was at the police station they got out the black in- ink and they took the Prince oh, of Wales Prince back of Wales. Yeah, 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 same yeah. thing <laughs> um, who's, it, who's it me or you it's me it's I, I, I don't know I mean it's quite a young man's you, game you I think I've seen you. pictures of him but I don't know how old they are yeah that's, um, the, that's the game. I'm going to guess, but citation will may be needed. <laughs> um, uh, 54. Personal life, I'm 50, more interested in. Yeah, 54. <laughs> I think I've, I could be horribly wrong, Charlie. No, I think you've overshot it. Yeah? 48. No, 57. Oh, oh wow. No, yeah, wow. they were old pit. He puts old pictures up. Kid, Make us donate. Him hanging they, around with the internet people. Imagine him. Hey, yeah. Fellow kids. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> they, they do keep the asking us for money, people. don't they, every time you're on there? Yeah. Uh, so, it's Paul 11, Charlie 21. Okay, it's dear, early doors, dear, early dear, doors. Dear, you know what it's like. Okay. Stokes, he's been in this situation before. He yeah, finds exactly, a way back. Exactly. Um, okay, before half time, Andy. Okay, last birthday before half time. It's the chemist, Professor Michael Mingos. Oh. Professor Michael Mingos, that's his name. He's been a keen amateur astronomer, actually, for many years. He discovered a constellation which was subsequently named after him. You must have heard of Mingo Star. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, okay. It is, it is, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, um, Michael Mingos. Mingos. Michael Mingos. Wherever he goes, Mingos. Is it me, is it? It's you. <laughs> a chemist, Michael Mingos. Michael, Professor yeah. Michael Mingos. You know Mingos, the chemist in the high school. Not a clue. <laughs> I get 69. All my pictures, 69. 69, Michael Mingos, the chemist. Yeah. 75. 79. Oh, so we're going to half time with the scores yeah, at that what? Was bad. That was bad. It's Paul 15, Charlie 31. Quick question, mm. though, yeah. before, before the break. Mm. Who had a number one hit in the 70s with Tiger Feet? Mud. Mud. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Oh, he's doing all the old kids' gags now. <laughs> well, you're on Cracker Jack, Jeff, but you never told us. Fantastic. It's Friday, it's five to five. I could oh, crush, crush a grape. Yeah, I could jump, I could yes, jump off indeed. a doll's house. Yeah. Uh, so, um, on that bombshell, we... Do you, know uh, old, um, do you know how old Bruce Forsyth was when he got the play your cards right job? Anyone? No, Charlie, I don't. 
Do you want to have yeah, a guess yeah. at an age? Um, <laughs> 58. High ass. High You've got no excuse. You're a professional comedian. <laughs> Jeff's an idiot. You've got no excuses. So, um, there's... <laughs> oh, dear. We go... We go. <laughs> so that was very sad. When I say idiot, Jeff, I imagine it was probably a bit... It was, there, a bit it, was there, it was there for comic effect, Jeff. I know, I know you're not an idiot. <laughs> he is, he is an idiot. DJ. There's no coming he's back he's from that. DJ has ever been an idiot. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, <laughs> okay, it's 3115, second half shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's the birthday spread, and maybe we'll see a kind of adjusted Baz as we did in those later tests for England, yeah. a slightly more cautious approach because yeah. Charlie finds himself behind at the moment, 3115, but it's only half time, anything exactly. could happen. I'll lead us off for the second half. Uh, yes, Palais and Sergio Mendes, here they are. Here they are, and it's the economist, yeah. Stephanie Flanders. Stephanie mm. Flanders. <laughs> and she's at the Edinburgh Fringe next week, actually, singing witty musical ditties with the former <laughs> England off-spinner, Graham Swan. Who can forget their song about particularly heavy pitch, Mud Glorious Mud by yeah. Flanders and Swan. He's Mr Zeitgeist, Andy. He's doing his Flanders and Swan. <laughs> no idea. More of that. Never heard of that. you never, never heard of Flanders heard of and Swan? <laughs> I thought it might have been a Ned Flanders thing, but I've never heard of that. I I had an Eartha Kitt one I threw out for that reason this week. Eartha Kitt's not a great idea to work with on on this station. It's not. We don't want I'm dying for it. We don't want one of those. Eartha, that would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Very good. So, who is it again? Stephanie Flanders. Stephanie Flanders, The Economist. Um, 57. Nice. That's risky, isn't it? Yeah, she could be 193 yeah, yeah. or something. But I'm going to be... I'm gonna be 175, even. She could be, yeah. Yeah. 67. 55. Oh! oh way, unbelievable. I got lucky this there, Charlie. I didn't now. have a clue. What's this that done to the scores, now. Jeff? Brilliant scoring from Paul. 1-5-2-3-4-2 out. So, very tight. He's on 17. Mm. Charlie, 43. Uh, okay, look, Charlie, it's, it's enough. you know, no, come on. Oh, here we go. What, what, if Stokes is listening today, he doesn't want you, doesn't want any of this, not him yeah. and Baz, they'll be sitting there with their feet up it's in the stupid, it's pavilion stupid, watching it's a this. stupid way to play They the haven't game. even got a raised pulse, the pair of them at this stage, 43-70. Right, next, uh, next birthday. Okay, it's the actor Justin Theroux, Justin Theroux. Oh, yeah. And he's just had arthroscopic surgery on his knee, actually, performed oh, yeah. by a surgeon, I know. <laughs> yeah. I asked him how he went. He said he went through the keyhole. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're coming. There's nothing you can do about it. It's like being hit in the face by a cricket ball. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I saw him with a very famous old golf commentator uh, staring in the mirror. It was Alice through the looking glass. Oh, yeah. oh that's Come good. on. I like that. Oh, please. I was going to do through the ba- uh, barricade Spandau Ballet thing, but I thought, oh, yeah. no, that's Andy would... would Complain. Get the that. He's more flung than it? Not called, it's not called more through flung. the barricades, is it? Yeah, that's what the song was called, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what are you doing, Charlie? 45 year old songs we're referencing there. Great. I got a topper um, in. Topper, good topper. What do you think? I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Justin Through, the actor. Don't know how he is. Oh, look, do you want to know what films he's been in? Yes, please. No, okay. Is this <laughs> no, the way right. the game works? No, okay. To, okay. Well, if you say, I don't know, if you say the Maltese Falcon, it kind of gives it away, doesn't it, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm ju- I'd just be guessing. John. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, just in through. 60. Um, I'd say he's about 49. 52. 52. Mm, he's Louis Theroux's cousin? Yeah. Think, hence the name. Mm, I think yeah. actor, American actor. Yeah. Um, Charlie's lost interest. Still nothing. It's, it's great. It's, it's great when he's winning. Less keen when he's not. But I mean, anything it's could still happen. What I'm going to do now is just take all the fun out of it. What's? It's going to just pull all the. It's going to let all the. It's going to let all the air out. Keep going till all the oxygen masks fall out the ceiling in the studio. It's going to let all the air out of it. Give you nothing to fight against. I need to, I need to get some baby crying sound effects. Don't <laughs> okay. Like. Yeah. Toys What's, being thrown out of the pram. So it's twenty. 20 to Paul, yeah. 51 to Charlie, 31 in it, 3 to go. Still can, do anything, yeah. definitely still don't doable. Don't patronise me, it's Don't terrible. be so downhearted. No, okay, really, next birthday, Andy. you hurt your knee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. That's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope Harry Kane pays his own flight to buy a Munich. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next birthday, Andy. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, former MP for Falkirk West. See? Oh, yeah. Dennis. All the big Dennis, names. 
Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. That's a funny name. Three so Dennis, 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 Dennis. Dennis three fire engines. Yeah. Dennis Canavan. Dennis Canavan. Oh, Dennis, yeah. Dennis Canavan. Yeah, I think oh, you're okay. taking liberties with Canavan. I think we know the way the gag's going, don't we? I think I did, actually. His yeah. car broke down in front of our house. Oh, yeah. But thanks to the breakdown lorry I owned, we were able to get him to a local garage. I was towing a Canavan. Oh, okay. Yes. Exactly. I thought uh, we were going to have Canavan of love. That's yes, what I yeah. thought we were going to go well, for we there. Could, uh, Dennis Canavan. Uh, it's me. Isn't it the former MP? Did you yeah. say from Fall? We say Falkirk. Yeah, former MP Falkirk West. Falkirk West. Hello, I'm Falkirk West. <laughs> I'd say um, seventy-two. Mm. Come on, this is these are volatiles. I haven't got a clue. He could be ninety. Yeah, but he's not twenty-six though, Paul. Is he? He's probably so he's not, not going to give me thirty-one points back. Unless Boris gave what him the peerage 70, a couple of weeks ago. 70, what did he say, 76? Uh, I said seventy-six. No, you said no, no, no. You oh, said seventy-two. Seventy-two. Oh, Eighty. 81. See? Okay, we're back in. It's yeah. game on, isn't it? A little yeah, smile on his back. face suddenly uh, looks interested. Oh, yeah. What's the scores, Jeff? It is 29, plays 52, two to go. Not that okay. much in it, Charlie. Next birthday. Okay. It's the Employment Relations Consultant and former president of the TUC, Leslie Mercer. Leslie Mercer. And uh, Leslie's been the star of our local cricket team for years, taking a hat full of wickets with her gentle but devious off-breaks. Batters always underestimate the quality of Mercer. Well, yeah, a bit of Shakespeare. Yeah, what about that? Yeah. yeah, nice. The quality of Mercer. What is it? Quality Mercer. of Mercer. Mercer. Shall not strain. It's not strained. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. And then you yeah. go into Twelve Angry Men, talking about shouting the boozers yeah. at half past ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, lovely. next, that's one for the teenagers. I'm having a go at you for Flans and Swan. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what's uh, what's uh, what is it? Say his name again, or her name? Was it? I wasn't it's listening. her. It's Leslie Mercer. Oh hmm. yeah. Okay. And say what is she, what did he she do? She's the uh, employment relations consultant and former president of the TUC. Oh Who knows yeah. that? Who knows that? Everyone knows yeah. that. What do you think? Eighty-eight. Eighty-two. Sixty-nine. Ah, sorry, Leslie, for listening. So, where are we at with no, the... No one except her family knows who that is. Okay. I, agree. I don't even know why she's in no, there. I do utterly agree. pointless. Where are we at, Jeff, Not for the final birthday? No one knows who it is. Just a pure pulling a number out the Time's depressing, Charlie. What's, what's the... Where are we at? Just ruins Not the game. It is Paul 42 and Charlie... <laughs> 71. <laughs> 71. Well, how many in it then, Jeff? To work out, is it uh, 29? So it's a, it's a swing of 30, is it, we need? Yeah. Or? yeah. Andy always does an old one for the last one, so okay. it's pointless. There we are. Okay, go on then, Andy. Always someone it's... who's 85 to 92 or something. Here we go. Pointless. It's the peace and environmental activist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Satish Kumar. Oh, Satish yeah. Kumar. Satish and Kumar. And he was at, yes, he was at the London School of Economics at the same time as me and Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. We never understood the aims of the small political group he surrounded himself with. As Mick said to me at the time, I can't get no Satish faction. Oh, okay, okay nice, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Um, well, I haven't done Andy not going down the Kumars at 42. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that right. One, yeah. Yeah, I saw the Kumars at level 42. I thought you might have gone down that road. <laughs> saw his family with Mark King. Uh, so where are we at? Um, I've got to go first. I haven't got a clue. Um, uh, 75. Mm-hmm. You've got to be 30 well, either it's way. Not, not going to be 102. Well, he could be 105, couldn't he? 102. He's 87. There we are. Oh. I said between 80 and 90. And he always does the last one. Final score. Final score, Jeff. Utterly pointless last round. It's pointless. 54. No one knew any Charlie's of those people 86. Were. So uh, Charlie's winning streak comes to an end. No one learned anything. Um, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, stop your crying. Stop your crying. Really? So the overall scores, Paul 49, Charlie 31. Okay. Well, thank you. Enjoyed that, Terrible. Charlie. Thanks very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's that. Um, I'm back with Andy tomorrow. Uh, a big Premier League build-up show. Oh, We're yeah. going to have not one, but two fine guests talking uh, Premier League football. Danny Kelly and uh, Stan Collymore oh, reunited right. along with us two we'll all be fighting for one microphone <laughs> but we're going to preview the Premier League tomorrow the, and the clips of the week you're right. back on Saturday with Max Saturday with Max the big yes. kick off 9 till 11 game day warm up marvellous ok um, thanks for listening we'll catch up with you soon you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.